the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. And hey, friends, we are here for another two hours of wild, crazy, actually not that crazy, very well pinpointed, uh, targeted topic. It's called praying, learning how to pray effectually. So we're going to devote the entire two-hour show dealing with that. And I'm going to just use this one scripture as a springboard, and then we will kind of spring on in, shall we? James 5, uh, around... 16 and 17. It talks about the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man, but we'll say a righteous person Mm -hmm. avails much because men and women, uh, though they pray differently, can pray targeted. And when those prayers uh, are heartfelt and zealous, Look out world, look, look out prayer target because uh, God is listening and will intervene and interact. So we're going to talk about this and I'm going to, in a moment, I'm going to introduce my two co-hosts for the two hour special. But before we do, I want to have someone come on who's on the line with us. This man is named Thomas Bush and he's with Pray San Diego and he's also intimately involved with the National Day of Prayer and other things. Thomas, are you there? I'm here. Very good. Would you be so kind as, since you're one of the uh, leaders of prayer in San Diego County and beyond, would you launch this show? Give us about a a minute prayer uh, for this, and then I'll have you uh, go about whatever you had (laughs) normally planned on your Saturday. But Thomas Bush, would you uh, lay it on us, and then that'll help us launch into the show. Thomas Bush. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for the ongoing conversation that we can have with you. Lord, we pray that you would tune our hearts today for what it means. Open us up to what it means to have effective and fervent prayers. Lord, we agree with you. There are times when our hearts aren't connected, that our prayers don't feel fervent. God, would you stir up the fire in our hearts all over the San Diego region right now? You would stir up our hearts for that kind of praying, the kind of praying that makes dynamic prayer available. Lord, you said that we should always pray and not lose heart and that we should pray all kinds of prayer for all kinds of people. So, Lord, we're opening up ourselves today. Teach us how to pray. Use these guests today to make us traumatic difference. Lord, we know when we're connected with you in heavenly places that we can pray so that your kingdom will come and your will will be done right here on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. So we're inviting you to make a difference through us, through these speakers today. Teach us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thomas Bush, thank you very much. And uh, we will let you go back to your originally planned Saturday. God bless you, Thomas Bush. Thanks for praying this show to launch it out. We appreciate that. All right. God bless you all. You're absolutely welcome. Now, my friends, it's time to actually introduce uh, my co-host for the two hours, the uh, uh, 
we're going to have two different co-hosts, uh, a, a man who is a vigilant prayer warrior and a woman uh, who is a vigilant prayer warrior as well. Uh, they are our, the two co-hosts, and we're going to have a special guest in the middle of the hour, the, these hours, uh, who is calling in from Washington, D.C., who's our who's our prayer correspondent in Washington, D.C., much to talk about there. But I want you to meet Neil, uh, when I say Neil, uh, Neil Fraser is my, my producer, and I put his name first. Sorry about that. John Neil. How you doing, John? Hey, Kaz. How are you today? <laughs> good, good, good. John is a, a prayer warrior. Uh, he's connected with the www.prayershield.com. He's a high school teacher and a coach, but the scripture says first the natural and after that the spiritual. He's also a Bible teacher and a prayer coach, if you were to look at him and hear his heart. He's going to be with me the first hour, aren't you, John? I am indeed. We're going to launch out on that, but I also want to introduce to you uh, Jill Shankles. Her ministry is called armor of light and she's really called to come alongside women and help them you could tell by the name of the ministry armor of light she's she's not fiddling around it's serious jill good to have you so good to be here would you would you be uh, honor us by doing color commentary as john and i do the first hour and john would you honor us by doing color commentary as jill and i do the second hour it would be delightful (laughs) okay love it (laughs) okay john let's start with you and talk a little bit about uh you've been involved with encouraging men to pray and, a pa- and involved with different pastors, different ministries. Give a brief overview of that, and then we'll launch into what you specifically wanted to talk about in encouraging the guys to pray like a man. Right John? on. Appreciate it, Kaz. Thanks so much for having us here. Uh, I started back, you know, started praying as a kid. Every kid prays because, you know, but the prayer were, oh, Lord, thank you for this food. <laughs> uh, you know, and it was the kind of prayer that was, uh, okay, God, we're going to do something. Bless what we're going to do. And then when we were done, it'd be, okay, bless what we just decided to do. Mm-hmm. And in 1993, my wife and I were asked to be involved with uh, the March for Jesus here in San Diego. Okay, And wow, exciting. We had no background, no nothing. So suddenly we decided, what are you going to do? You get the books out, you go to the seminars. We had the blessing of, of being able to learn under people like Peter Wagner and Cindy Jacobs, going to their seminars. But again, God got all the glory because we had no skills and expertise. But in that year, 93, was the last Promise Keepers event in Boulder. I went there. All the speakers said to my heart, you're not praying. You're not praying for your pastor. As I got back, we'd had a pastor who had just resigned for a moral failing. And I said, oh, my gosh, we were all praying for his restoration. But how many of us were praying for him beforehand? Mm. God prompted me then to start the ministry, prayershield.com. Mm-hmm. We come as a prayer shield around pastors. Mm-hmm. Totally confidential. Uh, even to this day, we have pastors all over the nation who've been kind enough to allow us to pray for them, but they know it's totally a confidential. And place, rightly so. And it should be. And so that's where it started. And from there, we launched into praying. We started praying in the local church, our own church, started going across San Diego, other pastors that we knew, inviting them to be involved, uh, and seeing what God was going to do with his men. The hardest thing was the men wanted to pray, but the men had no clue really how to pray. Yes. Again, the whole breakfast, pray over your meal prayer, they were cool with that. <laughs> but once you caught past five minutes of bless you, pastor, bless you, pastor, they got lost. Yeah, what do you say? Exactly. They so, didn't know. They weren't trained. Jill Shankles is going to be talking in the in the next hour about the women. You know, it seems, Jill, that the, the women, the, the, there's a natural, because they have their kids and things like that, they learn to pray early. <laughs> so, so yeah, I guess you could say women have a leg up on the prayer component, but there are some elements in that as well that they need to be bolstered in as well. 
Yeah, I agree. I when research shows that women have twenty thousand words a day to men's seven thousand. <laughs> so that just says that we need to talk. You know, we're wired relationally. So there's a place with women in prayer where we process through through yes. speaking. Yes. But I love what John is talking about about prayer shield because I mean that's so scriptural. Our yes. refuge, our fortress, our high tower, that's a right. shield around us. Yes. Jill, thank you. And Jill brought up that what's really important, and it's the difference. I'm always continually being told, particularly by ladies in prayer, and I've I've met with some dynamite women of prayer, some powerful women in prayer. It is not, not about one man better than a woman. And and the scripture verse I always get is they say, John, now listen, listen, John, you know, there's neither male nor female in Christ. And I go, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Uh, But I have two beautiful daughters. My wife gave birth to both of them. In this earth, on this planet, there is a difference. And the scripture says in Genesis, God took a part. And we always say a rib because that's what we were taught in Sunday school. When you look at the old Hebrew, what does it say? He took basically a half of Adam and made woman. Mm-hmm. Wow. That part of woman that came out separated man in a special way. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. I don't have all the things my beautiful bride has. That's exactly right. And as soon as we realize uh, it's a one-two punch, then we have more power. Exactly. And my, my listening friend, if you're a guy, uh, you know, sometimes we do the, the the dinner prayers and we say, that's it, or just a one, one quick sentence, blah, 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 the end. John really has a heart for encouraging you, my male friends to actually get in there and be an effective, fervent prayer warrior to change the whole dynamics of the earth. You can do that. Isn't that right, Joe? You're going to change not only the dynamics of the earth, for me personally, you're going to change the dynamics of your family. The fam- I come from a divorced family. My parents divorced when I was three. I didn't have the man in my life who could reach out, lay his hand on my head and say, son, I bless you. Mm. I spent 35 years of my life trying to find blessing, trying to find... How am I going to be good enough? Mm-hmm. Let me change your life right now, gentlemen who are listening. <sighs> tonight, wow. not tomorrow, not next week. <laughs> right tonight, now. lay your hand on your child. I don't care if they like it or don't. And just say, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. You are going to begin to change your children's life, your family's life. And we're going to do that. We'll talk about it later, about the details. Yes. I love it, John. John, uh, buckle up, my friends. Hey, 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 ladies, if you're listening to the show, you want to grab your husband to kind of force him next to the radio? Please do. <laughs> that would be great, too, because we're going to give, ladies, you, you've been a little bit frustrated because the guy goes, yeah, yeah, you pray, and that's, that'll be fine. God wants everybody to pray. So this whole program is going to be dealing with everybody praying. The guy, pray like a man, and mm-hmm. the women, pray like a woman. We're going to be dealing with that in the entire show. So this uh, first hour, John uh, Neal is co-hosting with me, and we're going to talk about praying like a man. Ladies, uh, these insights are going to help you give your men the freedom to pray in a different way, too. So be pay- paying close attention. Up next, John and I are going to instruct men to be more than conquerors when they engage in the warfare of prayer. That's what, right? I said warfare of prayer. It's a warfare thing, my friends, and uh, we're going to get into that in uh, the next segments when John, Neil, and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. 
And hello, friends. Yes, indeed, we are back, and we've got a magnificent topic today we're going to invest the entire two hours on. It's called Learning to Pray Effectively effectively and Powerfully. And uh, we've got two people here that will give different nuances of that uh, component, and one of them is dealing with praying like a man, and uh, the other part is praying like a woman. We're continuing in this first hour talking about praying like a man. I like Romans uh, chapter 8. It instructs us to be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And when the scripture says pray without ceasing, part of our being, since we're to be praying without ceasing, and we're called to be uh, uh, more than conquerors in Christ Jesus, the conqueror and the prayer warrior have to be melded together. John, I know that you've been excited about sharing some of the nuances that you've been given about uh, more than a conqueror and and, and maybe a little review, because you're a, a history teacher in high school as well. So why don't you lay it on us as far as uh, um, more than a conqueror and give us some background as well. And Jill, you're welcome. Jill Shankles uh, in the second hour, you're welcome to come in with color commentary as we go. Go ahead, John. First of all, don't don't gas when you say history teacher because everybody didn't like their high school history (laughs) class. If you came to my class, you'd have fun. We had Mm. a good class. But we look at the historical aspect of prayer from the biblical perspective. Obviously, Jesus Christ is our greatest image of prayer, what we should be. But we can look at going back to Nehemiah. We can go back to Habakkuk. We can go back. We can go to Paul. Prayer all over the place. And what men have needed and what men have lost was the importance of them being the one to pray. Because God made it very clear. Prayer is a normal thing. We're supposed to do this. It's not an optional thing. Now, the other thing which is really important is, is what prayer is not. Prayer is not twisting God's arm. It's not a lucky rabbit's foot. It's not, oh gosh, last resort, I hope it happens. My, prayer, by the way, that's a, many many of us deal with it that way. That's last right. resort, what else have we not that's done? Right. Oh, pray. Oh yeah, i got to pray now. <laughs> well, you know, I've often found in my lifetime, under some bad circumstances, many of I brought on to myself, gosh, if I had a prayer at the beginning, I wouldn't be here right now. But we don't think that way. And the reason we don't think that way is because we aren't trained that way. Men... By their nature, you mentioned earlier, the ladies, they got children, they deal, the relationship is different for them than it is for us guys. Well, here's part of the problem with that. We as men have lost relationship. The concept, you think about a man like David, King David, what did he have? He had 30 mighty men around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, by the way, for all my, my messianic Jewish friends, some of us goyim are part of that group, okay? He had Uriah the Hittite, people like that. So he got this group of men around him. The cool thing is, it talks about in Samuel when David's at a place where he's, he's man, the, the uh, Philistines are controlling Bethlehem. They're watching over everything. And what's happening? David says, I long for the water from the well of Bethlehem. And I love that because what David is saying to his men is, I'm not afraid of you. You're my guys. You're my men. You cover me. And I can say this honestly. We have lost that as men. You mean transparency? Transparency. It is so hard for us to acknowledge. I have trouble asking for prayer, and I know what prayer is all about. But, or at least some of it, but I have trouble. And I have to be reminded, John, you need to ask for prayer. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Kaz, you've prayed for me. I had eye surgery recently. It is really hard for me to ask because I'm self-reliant. I'm an American. This is how we do things. Yes. Yes. But that's not how God intended it. Yes, and may I interject something here with with Jill? I know as you're listening, as a, as a wife and a woman in a, a mighty prayer 
uh, ministry, you know that the guys, we, we have trouble not only asking for prayer, but coming alongside of women and, and praying. We just don't, don't, we just, and we're not acclimated to that. Yeah, I think what, what I encounter a lot of times with, with the men is, um, why do we have to look back at that? Why do we have to dig that out? Let's just move forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the past where I went in the, in the coaching time, I'll say with a couple, I'll say, you know what, if it's not resolved and it's still driving something, let's ask Jesus what he wants to do yes. about it. We're going to talk more about those things in, in your hour, but I wanted to give a cross balance here on what's going on because my, my, my men friends, you need to realize that your apprehension to pray is, is not is something that's out of the left field somewhere. This is a n- normal thing, and God wants to heal that, right, John? It is absolutely truth. And the thing is, you got to remember, there is an enemy of our soul, yeah. and his des- desire is to take glory away from God. If he can cause your children to fall, if he can cause your wife to be disgusted with you, if he can cause your life to be messed up, he takes glory from God. That's what he's all about. And he knows he's going to lose, but we've think about World War II. Hitler knew he was going to lose, but he kept going, he kept going, and he finally ruined all of Germany. Here's the deal. We as men need to step into the reality of prayer, not what we were trained as a kid, not what our dad did. And, and many of you are blessed. Many of you are blessed. You had fathers who prayed over you. You had fathers who really engaged. But for the average American male, 50 years ago, prayer became something that the ladies did. And it became something because we as men need to be needed. And when we're not needed, and what do we do? We look across the room and go, well, all those ladies are praying. They don't need me to do it because they are already got it covered. Yeah. The reality of that need is something we've forgotten about. When we step into this need for prayer, we understand it. Now we're touching our wives. We had, we had a group gathering one time, men doing a Bible study. And I, at the end of it, they said, would you, would you ask the, you know, pray over the guys? I said, yeah. I said, guys, here's what we want to do. I want you guys to go home tonight and do something totally radical. I want you to go home tonight, and I want you to, I said, don't, don't, don't freak out now. Go <laughs> home tonight. I want you to put your hand on your wife's shoulder or her head, and I want you to pray for her. And the eyes went big saucer. And I said, okay, I can see you're all shocked. Here's what I want you to do. Forget all the thee, the thou, and though. Forget praying like the guy on TV. Forget praying like, forget praying like me. I want you to go home. I want you to lay your hand on your wife's shoulder, and I want you to say, honey, in Jesus' name, I want to bless you. Mm-hmm. And then walk away. Just walk away. I said, you want to change your marriage? You want to change every aspect of your marriage, including your physical life? Everything? Yeah. Pray over your wife. Yes. Had a lady come, had a guy come back, and he said, John, I did it. Of the 120 men in the room, 25 did it. Only 25 did it. One comes back and says, John, I did it. And my wife said to me, you didn't do it the right way. (laughs) Ladies, we need you to encourage us. We're not going to do it the right way. Yes. We're not you. We're never going to do it like you. Remember when your husband changed the baby's diaper the first time? Messy. You went, oh my gosh, <laughs> never do that again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. now, I think it's time for Jill color, a quick color commentary on this because yes, you're well, a married I, lady. I am a married lady and I will tell you there's nothing, there's nothing so special and sweet as when my husband puts his hand on my shoulder and blesses me just that way as my cover. Amen. And he doesn't have to do it in any way that is apart from who he is in Christ. Yes. And together we are the full reflection of God in our marriage. Like that's that's the the groom and the bride. Amen. And that's us underneath God. So that's yeah. a powerful statement. And yes. that we all just get to be us. 
Yeah, you be know, who the you, you are. That is Pray you, that God made you to be in, in whatever way your your language is. Yes, and, and John, you know, David was a man after God's own heart. Yes. If you read through the Psalms, there's a place in there where he says, I'm as a worm, That's I'm right. nothing. That's right. <clears throat> and you know, I mean, he was vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And guy, w- w- guys, when we get the revelation that we can be vulnerable and pray in that vulnerability, all of a sudden that vulnerability becomes a strength. We've got uh, a minute or so laid on us, John. And, and part of that is the difficulty these guys are going to have is this. We see that vulnerability, it scares us. We don't know what to do with it because that's not how we're trained. That's not what we believe. I was told when I was a kid, boy, I got a cut on my leg. Hey, man up. You, you didn't go, oh, mama, 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 because that was being a mama's boy. You can't do that. We do the same thing with guys in prayer. The problem is We've got to get past the idea of the guys trying to pray like women pray. Mm-hmm. We need to because guys are different biologically, scientifically, reality, and mentally. We are so different. So the relationship, different. The attitude. But here's where you do grab men. When you say to the man, Nehemiah, I looked around, I saw the enemy, and I said, pray for your wives, your children, your homes. Do not be afraid of the enemy. When you tell a man you're praying for your wife, there's a war going on. Suddenly the chest puffs up and they go, I get to go to war? I mean, prayer is war? Whoa, wait a minute. I could kind of dig that. That's a different world for us. And that's where we need to be. Yes. And women have learned to do that because the guy hasn't been around. Exactly. And so one of the things when you realize your role, my men friends, Mm -hmm. uh, when you realize your your role, it's not only going to empower you, but it's going to empower your your wife, your your daughters, uh, the women that you're around. It's it's not been all on their shoulders like many many women feel like, you know, raising the children is really on my shoulders because he's uh, absent. And the truth of the matter is, God wants us to engage, not like the women do, like men do. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. And it's okay. And this is the big thing. The ladies, give your husband permission to pray like a man prays. Gentlemen, give your wife permission to be a woman. Praise God, that's what you married. Wow. She's an awesome thing. The gifting my wife has in prayer, frankly, is far beyond anything I ever hoped to attain. Sincerely. But you know what? That is what God called me to do. God called me to be her covering and mm-hmm. not to replace her, not to shove her to one side, not to push her down, but literally to be under her, lifting oh. her up higher yes. so that the gift God gave her goes out oh, even at a higher it. level. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're going to have a little bit of fun, my, my male listening friends. Listen to this. In the next segment, John Neal is going to do a direct parallel between spiritual warfare and Navy SEALs. <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about uh, the same lessons that a Navy SEAL learns. You as a prayer warrior can learn, and you can uh, wreak havoc upon the enemy, even as a Navy SEAL. We, we're, 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 San Diego is a military town. That's right. We know about the Navy SEALs. we got SEALs. the Navy base right here. We've got the SEAL base right at Coronado. So we're going to have some fun talking about the Navy SEALs and what we men can learn as we learn to pray like men. So I, I, John Neal is going to join me as co-host and Jill Shankles is going to be with us with Armor of Light, my listening friends. So get ready for some Navy SEAL talk. And oh, by the way, And we'll be right back. (laughs) You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. 
Hello, San Diego. This is Rick Sines from uh, Red Seal Ministries. I just bless you and ask you just to receive the love of the Lord at this time, uh, this open season we have in San Diego. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we're back. We're back in San Diego. You know, I've mentioned in the earlier segment that San Diego is a Navy town. We also we talked about uh, the Navy SEALs, but I, I was remiss because my 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 co-host John Neal for this this hour he said we're we're a Navy town and you talked about the Navy SEALs, but you forgot about. Oh, yeah. You forgot about those Marines. <laughs> the Marines. Semper so, five. <laughs> so, m- my Marine buddies, please forgive me. I- and I'm serious. <laughs> I see you walking down the street. Please forgive me. Don't take it personally. In fact, God's got, uh, and I'm going to use this another analogy to really get him in hot water, but God's got an army. <laughs> and oh, we're boy. parts of that army as well, and Air Force as well, and all there the different uh, special services. <laughs> but my listening friend, if you understand God's heart cry for we guys to actually mm-hmm. learn to pray vigilantly like warriors, come on. Amen. And we are using the uh, Navy SEALs. We might even throw in a uh, long-range recon. A long-range recon or a Marine <laughs> reference here and there as well. John, uh, give us your overview. And once again, Jill Shankles of Armor of Light, jump on in with color commentary. Okay. So John laid on us. We, we've got the whole thing. One of the things, I've got buddies of mine who are military, and I have Navy SEAL buddies. One of the things that I always love is when I'm talking to my Navy SEAL friends, they say the TV movie that they'll all watch, but they don't like is Rambo. <laughs> because Rambo's a loner. Rambo does it by himself. Rambo doesn't use his team. Rambo's by himself. And the one thing they learn, the SEALs, and they learn in all military, long-range recon with the Marine Corps, they learn you've got to rely upon your team. When my wife and I recently, 2017, we were in Israel uh, with uh, Jim Garlow and, and mm-hmm. Rosemary and uh, Joel Lieberman and his wife, Darcy, uh, had a great time there. We ran into a IDF group, and I walked over to the gentleman who was the sergeant, and I said, yo, I know something about the U.S. military. Could you explain how you guys are different? By the way, the IDF are the Israel Defense Force, powerful group of people, mm-hmm. powerful. Very powerful group. And he said, well, he said, he said yeah, all over here, he is, um, he's our long-range rifle guy. He's our sniper. Okay, good. And then he said, but all of us know how to shoot as snipers. And, and you know, him over here, Yanni, Yanni is our radio guy, but all of us know how to use the radio. And I said, cool. He goes, understand, we all go together. We all cover each other. But if one man gets shot or taken out, we all have to do our job yeah. and we have to cover. That's a mentality that we need to gain as men of prayer. We're not going to get together as 100 men in a group. What are we going to do? I'm going to get together with five or six guys. Yeah. Those five or six guys are going to be able to keep me accountable. I walk in accountability with them. And I'm more willing to call four or five, six guys yeah. and say, would you pray for me? Yes. Uh, call the church for the, for the prayer chain? Uh, I'm not going to do that. Go to the big church meeting where there's 100 people there. Oh, mm-hmm. could you pray for this? I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But I'm going to be more likely to do that. So we use the Navy SEAL mentality. To help us learn how to be better at prayer. Yes, but and but I in all deference to you, Jill, when you go to Israel and you look at the uh, the idea of the Israel Defense Force, there's a lot of women, yeah. and I wouldn't want to tangle oh, yeah. with any of those women as well. <laughs> They've been trained up as warriors, so yeah. we'll use this second hour to talk about that with you in Armor of Light. But anyway, continue your analogy with the Marines and the and the Navy SEALs, John Neal. Here we're going to do well, what we're hoping to do is to get these men to understand that I need my brothers. I need them to walk in accountability with me. 
I need them. They say you you need to have a a Paul in your life, an older man who speaks into your life, mentoring. That's awesome. You need a Timothy in your life, somebody who you can speak into their life. I think that's great too. But you need that brother, that Bartholomew, the one who will look you in the eye and say, I love you, but I'm not impressed. (laughs) That is vital. I've got men like that in my life. I'm blessed. I've got quite a few men. I've got a team of young guys in their 20s. I call them my SEAL Team 6. Those guys are learning. They're moving forward. They're doing their thing. I've got an older group of guys who have known some for 25, 30 years who are praying for me, even right now this evening, lifting me in prayer. By doing the SEAL Team mentality, we were talking about this, the unity, the concept of these guys being together, the idea of each one is trained in their own area of expertise Bringing those expertise together to make a team effective is really important, both in the military and for men of prayer. And as I'm talking about this and kind of, you know, getting a little excited and pumped up about the SEAL team mentality, my wife looks at me and she goes, SEALED team. I like it. And I went, oh, yeah. So what we've done is we have SEALED teams, sealed by the blood of Christ, Mm -hmm. teaming together to be men of God with no man left behind. Ooh. No man left behind. Say that again. The sealed sealed team. Sealed team. by the blood. Sealed by the blood. Oh. Yeah. But doing the job we're supposed to do. When we get that mentality, the guys suddenly I had a gentleman who, who he said, hey, John, I've been a Christian for 35 years. Never, ever had a problem whatsoever. Well, a few, but you don't worry about it. Okay. He said, here's the deal. Recently I had a problem. He said, I spent two and a half hours convincing myself not to call you and ask for prayer. What? Two and a half hours convincing myself not to call you. Because? He said, finally, because my pride. Oh, yeah. Because I can do it on my own. I don't, want pe- I don't want to be embarrassed. I don't want people to know what I'm... And he said, then God said, really? He said, all God said to me was, really? <laughs> I called you. And we took about 20 minutes on the phone, prayed. He's dealt with the situation, but there's an accountability there. The SEAL team mentality knows I've got to go do my job. I've got to rely upon my men around me to do my job effectively. When I'm doing that now, boy, my brothers, I say, hey, uh, how you doing with your wife? What? And I don't have to give detail. We don't have to discuss what I mean by that. They know exactly what I mean because they've said to me, here's where I struggle. Yeah. You know, my son. I love my son. But my son's 17. I don't know what to do with him. Okay, uh, did you pray for your son when he was three, when he was five, when he was 10, when he was 15? Uh, okay, we'll start now. Yes, start yes. now. Jill, I'm going to have you, you you do some color commentary because that's one of the things that the women do just naturally and supernaturally. We guys, we don't really understand about praying for our, our babies as much as we should or as they grow up. A quick thought on that, and then I'm going to hand it back to John Neal. Uh, a quick thought is that uh, prayer changes things. Mm-hmm. And in the moment, uh, I want to say, you know, it's never too late. Amen. You know, you start praying for your 17-year-old or, or whatever that is. And it, I, I like that John mentioned earlier, we have an enemy. And how like an enemy to just accuse you of of uh, you don't have to do that and being a wedge in mm-hmm. between you and your children or yeah. in between you and your wife. Because he knows when you do, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. John? Right. You are always, as a man, afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. We rest there. We lay there far too often. Here's our deal. You're always going to fail. Fact of life. Good one. You know, what, what does scripture say? Uh, all have fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, and it just Sorry. falls seven times and rises up again. Exactly. And mm-hmm. what is the old, and I, you know, my, my movie quotes out here, you know, I love the old Rocky movie. What does he say to his son? It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you stand back up. <laughs> that is what we need as men. And we need to get past this idea of failure. You're going to fail. 
You're not going to do it right. That's just the reality. We're going to have to always be in a learning process. But what I needed as a three-year-old was for my dad to reach out and say, you are blessed, son. That's right. You can do it. When I fell and stumbled, I needed to feel that sense. We as men, I teach high school. Probably 50% of my class is either divorced or blended family situations. Here's the deal. Most of them have no dad at home. I teach a class in history, but during the prom season and during the uh, winter dad season, I do a thing called Gentleman's Club. I invite the guys to come to my room during lunchtime. We talk about, how do you tie a tie? <laughs> how, how do you date a girl? How do you ask for her? How do you get to the front door, knock and meet her dad? Because they don't have dads at home that have taught them how to do that. And so they're kind of, you know, somebody came one time and honked for my daughter. <laughs> I walked down to the front, <laughs> knocked on the window, and said, excuse me, were you born a fool or just become one tonight? <laughs> What? I said, you honk for hookers. You do the honk for my daughter. My if you ever want to be welcome to my home again, come to the door and say, Mr. Neal, I was a fool. You forgive me. My daughter loved it because she knew dad loved her. Yes. Dad's covering her. The young men in my life, when I speak in their lives that way and say, hey, let's be real about, understand, you're a male. I understand what you're thinking. But hey, you know what? One day you're going to have a daughter. Do you really want your daughter dating a guy who's going to be like you? <laughs> Let's change it now. Very good. Let's change it now. John, uh, that's remarkable. My listening friend, especially you guys and women, if, you're, if your husband's meandering around you and you grabbed him to sit him down next to, the, <laughs> next to the radio or in the car, you turned it up a little bit. I want you to know something. We're sharing some solid gold with you here. When we understand that, when the body of Christ understands the... The duality, if you will, of the male and the female together, that um, we were created male and female. That's right. and, and that's when we realize the power that we have there together, especially as it relates to the topic of prayer. Look out world. Look out enemy. Enemy is going to flee. And, and God wants us to be that have that mentality, in the, particularly in these days. My listening friend, I hope you're getting stirred up by what is being shared here. The whole first hour, John Neal is going to be with me with a, an assist from Jill Shankles of Army of Light. But uh, in the next segment, we're going to talk a little bit more about the prayer manual. It's called the Bible. Amen. We're going to talk a little bit more about that and how to engage uh, mighty men and even the generals that are around to to do secure um, secure godly victories in, in the midst of what they do. Not only just do a little, uh, a little, uh, little attack, but to uh, do a sustained attack to 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 cause victory. Because God likes us to persevere in all all these things. And also in the next segment, my listening friend, I'm going to have we have a, a prayer correspondent in Washington D.C. Believe me, if any place needs prayer right now, mm-hmm. it does. You know, there's a lot of things going on there now, uh, prayer things, prayer marches and uh, abortion marches uh, side by side. Mm-hmm. God needs to have his prayer people uh, supporting what God is doing, not only in Washington, D.C. and beyond, but he has different people that are stationed there. So in the next segment, John and I are going to bring on a, a, a lady named Summer Ingram, who's our Washington, D.C. Uh, prayer correspondent, and she's going to give us a little insight. Guys, we, we, we understand, we appreciate training, but we go, okay, that, well, enough of the training, let's get to the action. Mm-hmm. In this next segment, we're going to get to the action. John Neal, uh, you're going to be joining me for this last segment. I know you will. Excited. Yeah, and Jill Shankles, Armor of Light, you're going to do the color commentary until you get your hour. I and will. then John's going to have to hear what you have to say <laughs> and give his color commentary. My listening he friend, gets to. Uh, he gets to. <laughs> right. My listening friend, the team, the prayer team, will be right back. Woo! 
more. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And welcome back. I'm with co-host John Neal, uh, PrayerShield.com, and color commentator for this hour, Jill Shankles with Armor of Light. Uh, so the three of us have ganged up on you, my friends, to give you some <laughs> insights on how to pray. But we're, we're, it's not only going to be a threesome, we're going to bring another um, an ally in, in, in the middle or the end of, of this segment, and she's going to carry over into the next segment as well. I'm going to be bringing on our um, Washington, D.C. prayer correspondent, Summer Ingram. She's a California girl, uh, moved to uh, Washington, D.C. to impact things that are going on there as it relates to prayer. But she's going to give us, you know, we, we sometimes, sometimes we just understand it's important to pray. She's going to give us some specific things that needs prayer, not only in Washington, D.C., not only in our government, but beyond, because God is on the move, because the enemy is on the move to try to thwart everything that the Lord wants to do. So we're going to have some prayer fodder, if you will, some some ammunition to pray over in the last part of this hour and the beginning of the next hour. So, um, Jill, color commentary again for this hour? This, yes, you this bet. Hour. Very good. And wait a minute. The John Neal? Where? Where? <laughs> he's, oh, oh, oh. He's right, me, me. Right oh, yeah. inside oh, you there. Thank brother. you, my brother. So I we talk that. a little bit about, uh, you know, gearing up for a sustained uh, campaign. We, so as a exactly. war campaign. You use, that, you use the term as you were in the last section. The idea of the campaign, we quite often as men, this is a mentality we got to change. We get hooked up on the battle, we forget the campaign. Ooh. So we lose a battle and, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. You know, I mean, my wife is never going to love me. My, my children are going to hate me. Okay, you made a mistake. Now do something about it. I, I have a thing which my wife does not appreciate. And if she hears this later, I'm going to be in big trouble. But... <laughs> It's the truth. My kids start in school in the year, and we're supposed to encourage them and teach them on. Well, you go to a typical high school classroom, the teacher's going to go, I love you. Life is good. School's going to be great. You're going to be so successful. Rah, rah, sis, boom, ba. And I open up by saying, write this down, ladies and gentlemen. Life sucks, and then you die. <laughs> and there's this dead silence in my room. I go, now ask me Monday what comes after the comma, because it's life sucks, then you die, comma. Mm-hmm. And for four days, I say, life sucks, then you die. Life sucks, then you die. Then Monday, they go, okay, Neil, what's afterwards? I go, okay, life sucks, and then you die. We've all had something sucky happen to us. We've all lost a parent. We've lost a grandma. Our dog died. Something's happened. And everyone, I say, I'm a history teacher. Everyone has died, okay? And I always get a kid who goes, wait a minute, Jesus didn't die. I said, yes, he did. He just rose three days later. Yes. Like, oh, okay. I said, what's after the comma? The comma is life sucks, then you die. But it's what you do after life sucks and before you die. That's your legacy. Yes. That's who you are as a person. Can you take the point of saying, I failed, I screwed up. Now, what are you going to do with that failure? I had a young lady who was raped, one of my students, very sad situation, thought she got pregnant. She came to me and she said, uh, Mr. Neal, you know, I'm really depressed. Grades are going down. I said, okay, sweetheart, let's, let's, let's help get you to the counseling department. Let's get you help. She goes, no, no, I don't want to talk to them. I want to talk to you. No dad at home. Mom was in jail, and she said, okay, I don't know what to do with this, and my friends don't do this. I said, yeah, the problem is your friends are chickens. Mm. And she said, oh, great. I said, and you're not a chicken. You're a penguin. (laughs) Okay, Neil, I just gave you the worst thing that happened in my entire life, and you just called me a penguin. I said, you're missing my point. Your friends are chickens. They are birds. You're a penguin. That's a bird. 
but they're very different birds yes. living very different lives. Now, the choice you're going to have, sweetheart, is this happened to you. This is not you. What are you going to do with it? Because you can stay a victim the rest of your life, or you can say, that's a bad thing that happened to me. Now I'm going to change. Us men need to do the same thing. We need to say, okay, if I've had failures, fine, let's change it. Yes. So what do we need to do? You need to start today. Today. Not in the next week, in the next month. Today. You need to get your men around you. The guys you know you can trust. Maybe it's only one. Maybe it's two or three. Maybe you're lucky like me. You've got five or six men you know and you can trust. Get them. Contact them. Get their cell phone number. Get their text number. And say, hey, guys, will you pray for me? I'll pray for you. Let's get to the campaign technique. We train our soldiers to fight the war. As Jill said earlier, you don't hand someone an M16 or an M4 and go, okay, uh, off to battle. You send them through boot. You send them through basic. You send them through uh, combat training. Now we prepare them. Now they can move into the warfare. Us men do the same thing. So as we go into this thing, one, start now. Two, get the guys you know you can trust. That group may change later, but right now get them. And start asking for prayer. Start saying, you know what, I really need you guys to pray for me. As that goes on, and then the men start to work together, now we start realizing, oh, I can really impact my family. Yes. Pray for your wife daily. Pray for her out loud. I know it's tough. Do it. I know that you need to have those kids prayed for. Pray for them. Things in your life, pray for them. These are not difficult things, but we get stuck in the battle. Oh, man, I lost at work today. Yeah. Ah, it's all over. I, I, you know, like, no, I come home. I've got this amazing wife. i got these beautiful children. How am I going to deal with them? How am I going to pray for them? Yes. This is the key for us as men. It's one day at a time, one step at a time. Don't think you're going to change eternity. No. God's going to change you yes. and going to change the eternity that you're going to face. You know, we're talking about praying and praying like a man, but I think this is a good juncture to make a, light, a slight transition here, John. Uh, I want to bring in our uh, prayer consultant from actually, she's a correspondent in Washington, D.C. Her name is Summer Ingram, because I thought this, you know, when we talk about men and they pray better when they have a focus. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of things that need to be focused on. And Jill uh, Shankles uh, for the next hour. But I thought I would have uh, Summer Ingram stay in for the first few minutes of the next hour as well to talk a little bit about what's going on in the United States that needs vigilant prayer. And uh, we will uh, talk with Summer about this and then uh, we'll Pray like men about it and we'll pray like women. Is that fair? It sure is. Okay. My friends, I want you to meet uh, a dear friend of mine. Uh, I, I call her our Washington, D.C. prayer correspondent, Summer Ingram. Summer, how are you? Kaz, I'm doing great. Great to be with you. Yes, yes, yes. And there's a lot of marching going on in Washington, D.C. these days. Uh, two different sides uh, of a similar topic. I mean, I guess we need some prayer on that. But what have you to share with us? I've got the prayer warriors throughout San Diego mm-hmm. County listen, listening to this show and two people talking about praying like a man, praying like a woman. As the Washington, D.C. prayer correspondent, what would you share with us that needs to be one of those prayer targets, Summer Ingram? Well, I um, I think we all see the obvious things with the shutdown and um, the, the draining of the swamp and so forth. But I'll share some of the things that I'm seeing that are unique. Of course, we always pray. Ask, I have to, to do a plug for a prayer for the Congressional Prayer Caucus members, as well as the members of the American Prayer Caucus Network that are standing boldly for faith. So 
Again, any and all prayer for, for these members, of course, is appreciated. But um, we're seeing a number of trends that are concerning across the nation, of course, I'm focusing on some of the more, you know, the prayer points rather than the positives at the moment. Of course, there's a lot of incredible things that God is doing in the nation, in D.C. in particular. But um, some of the some of the issues that, again, we want to potentially focus on tonight is big businesses. We're seeing big businesses move into the area. Amazon, as well as Apple, are moving into the area literally their headquarters, Amazon's headquarters here, with the goal of lobbying. Um, Let's just say that based on their past lobbying practices, they are not lobbying in a a manner or for the same uh, goals that we have. So prayer just for the big businesses is not only are they, um, you know, gaining uh, using their financial means to advance a specific agenda, but there's also some troubling technological advances that are taking place that uh, most of the listeners probably are aware of. But again, just praying um, that the Lord would would continue to raise up, honestly, the righteous as well to have the means and um, to be the head and not the tail in many of these instances, but also reining in some of the uh, agendas of these organizations that have a very... Um, that are gaining ground, shall yes. we say. Summer Ingram, um, I'm going to have you give some further in- insights on the next, after the commercial break. Would you stay with us for a, a few absolutely. minutes on the other side as well? My listening friend, here's the deal. We're teaching, we're instructing men to pray like men and women to pray like women. It's not just a nebulous prayer. There's sometimes there are very specific things that need prayer. And we're bringing on our Washington, D.C. prayer correspondent, Uh, Summer Ingram to talk to those things so you can put those things in your holster, so to speak, so you can be praying about those. And uh, John, thank you for joining with me to kind of co-host the first hour on praying like a man. And you're going to do some color commentary in the second half. And Jill, thank you for being so humble and meek and letting us (laughs) have you do color commentary. And now we're going to release the hounds in the the last hour. And Summer, uh, stay with us because we're going to set the stage by giving some people some prayer targets uh, from your perspective in Washington, D.C. And then Jill uh, Shankles of Armor of Light is going to encourage the ladies that are listening on how to pray like a woman. My listening friend, we've got some big things stirring. And guess what? You get to be a big part of it when we come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego. K-Praise. I'll tell the world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Well, we're back. And my friends, we're talking about a vital topic in the in the body of Christ, one that probably isn't discussed as much as it should be because the Scripture says to pray without ceasing. And if the Scripture says to pray without ceasing, we need to be aware what that means. And if you're a guy, it may mean something a little different to you than a gal. And so we spent the first hour talking about praying like a man. Mm-hmm. And the second hour, we're going to spend on praying like a woman. We're going to have uh, uh, Jill Shankles with us with Armor of Light. But we introduced someone in the middle uh, here a few minutes ago before the commercial break. And I want to bring her back on, Jill, if you'd be so kind. Sure. And uh, we're going to switch uh, co-pilot seats here, you with John, and John will do color commentary as we go. But, but, but Jill, I thought it would be a good idea to bring our prayer correspondent, 
from Washington, D.C. on Summer Ingram to give an overview of what needs some very yeah. serious prayer these yes. days. She talked a little bit about big businesses having personal mm-hmm. uh, motives that may not be the best for mm-hmm. the country. That's something that needs to be in prayer. Yes, Summer, are you still with us? I am. Very good. Why don't you, why don't you continue uh, with some prayer target needs, and then uh, we'll have you continue whatever you're doing this w- wonderful Saturday evening, and uh, then turn it over to Jill to give us the pray like a woman component. So uh, go ahead and give us Absolutely. some target things for what we need to be praying for in Washington, D.C. and beyond Summer Ingram. Absolutely. Well, again, I'm trying to identify things that are not as obvious, probably, to uh, the majority of people who are watching the news. Um, another thing that we're we're watching um, and the impact of these groups are uh, essentially the effort, the concerted effort to fundamentally, fundamentally change our nation. And there's some sites you can go to. AmericanEvangelicals.com talks about some of the efforts of these groups. Um, Soros, I'm sure most have heard of George Soros and different ones. But, you know, again, we're, we're not trying to be uh, conspiracy theorists, but there really is a concerted effort to fundamentally change our nation. And AmericanEvangelicals.com goes into some uh, information on that, as well as DiscoverTheNetworks.com. Um, some of the impact uh, even is seen, for instance, recently, um, well, I, I, I cannot necessarily, I'll, I'll just say that part of what I'm referring to also is the effort to change culture and the the standard of culture. I'm not sure that Soros is behind this necessarily, but for instance, recently the American Psychologi- Psychological Association determined that masculinity actually is a problem and should be avoided. Um, so these are some of the things that are changing culturally that we want to pray for to ensure that, again, it's it, the proper standard is being um, promoted in the public square. And we're seeing, again, just these these changes that are taking place that is negatively impacting. So those are, um, of course, we want to continue to pray for President Trump and specifically with the Trump peace plan as it pertains to the Palestinian Authority in Israel. There was a, uh, a plan released that was rejected by Israel and the Palestinian Authority. So there's going to be apparently... Um, another one released soon. But again, we know how critical all of that is as well. There's some key legislative strategies underway. Again, our main focus is religious freedom. So we're watching uh, the Equal Rights Act gain momentum in this Congress. Um, I'm going to just refer people to uh, to do their own research on the bill, but it's something that would effectively undermine our First Amendment rights. Also, there's a tax bill um, and a a repeal of of a tax on churches and the Johnson Amendment that was in the tax package that passed the House in December. It did not pass the Senate, but there is a real effort to repeal the church. Most people don't know about this tax, but it is going to be a real issue for churches in the future if it's not repealed. Also, again, this effort to repeal the Johnson Amendment would be extremely important and effective. So that's another legislative um, point to pray about. Um, There's also efforts to change voting regulations so that ID is not required. This is taking place at the federal level as well as the states. Some of the states are in court battles over it. Um, Literally, the courts are ruling that it's unconstitutional for a state to have to require an ID at the voting, um, at the polls. 
So, yeah, yeah. so there's several equal rights amendment is another biggie, something to watch. Again, we want to continue to pray for the judicial system. There's a number of cases that are coming up, including the Bladensburg Memorial Cross. If, if uh, again, I recommend your listeners research that a little bit, but a number of key My court way. cases and things underway. So we're, well, uh, I, I guess we should bring you on for about seven or eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we all have lists and lists. Yes, yes, yes. These are some of the, the hot topics and key concerns that are that are right in uh, in our purview. Thank you, Summer Ingram. Thank you for joining us on the bottom half of the first hour and the top half of the second hour. Gives us some target uh, to to pray as we in, encourage the, our men to pray like a man and our women to pray like women. And so Summer Ingram from Washington, D.C., thank you for joining us and giving us some insight on what's going on in the United States and beyond. God bless you, my friend, and we'll talk with you God soon. God bless you. Well, okay. Sounds great. Wonderful to be with you all. Okay, Summer. Thank you. Jill, uh, I mean, t- t- you know, the <laughs> wow. num- number of things that she g- gave us there, but also one of the things she mentioned is uh, men are being demeaned. Uh, so they they're being encouraged not to pray like men. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, the women in, in our group need to understand that uh, it's, it's a team effort. And we're going to spend the rest of this second hour with you talking about praying like a, a woman. And uh, so my listening friends, those of you who are ladies, listen up. And uh, John Neal and I will do color commentary. Oh, Jill, Aww. lay it on us. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It's, it's really pleasure. great to be here. Um, well, I was trained by a wonderful woman named Lisa Neumeyer in relationship prayer. And that's what I employ with my clients. And that's what I got, uh, how I got my breakthrough. Um, the first seven or eight years as a Christian, I was actually a Christian still in bondage. So I will say for women, we are wired relationally. We like to talk and we like to process. And uh, prayer is conversations with Jesus himself. Um, I know everybody listening can't see my prop, but I brought a stack (laughs) of colorful notebooks that are filled with conversations I've had with God over the last 10 years. It is journaling, but it's, it's prayer journaling Mm -hmm. is I ask him questions. He, and and I listen for the answer and he asks me questions. And um, the Bible says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. Um, It also says in Isaiah that he's our husband it says, for your maker is your husband, Lord Almighty is his name, the Holy One of Israel. And that it also says in John, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So these all tell us these are roles. He, he is our father. He is our Jesus. He's our friend. He's our shepherd and he's our husband. So as women, how do we go into this dynamic dialogue with Jesus himself? And I like to start with two kind of easy questions. We'll say they're easy is um, Jesus is always loving. Jesus is, there's never a time that Jesus is not loving. It says that even in our sin, when we were, we were, when we were his enemies, he died for us. So that means we can talk to him about how is he loving us right now in this present moment. Yes. So I like to start my dynamic dialogue with Jesus by saying, Jesus, how are you loving me right now? And I like to wait and listen for his answer. He'll answer many different ways with people I work with and with me because he's God and he has lots of ways to talk. And then the next question is, Jesus, how do you see me? And that's totally scriptural. He says, my thoughts towards you outnumber all the grains of sand on every beach. So, Jesus, what are some of those thoughts towards me? I I like this approach because so many of us approach Jesus as uh, our commander, which isn't wrong, men. Mm -hmm. But um, if I only approach him for instruction and correction, I can miss his heart as as love for me. 
So I have found that all of my do's and all of our do's spring from how much he loves us Mm, when he tells us how much he loves us. And that's an entire remarkable dimension that we guys, sometimes we forget about it. We just want to give us our marching orders and we're gone. What am I doing wrong? Exactly. We get locked into that. What am I doing wrong? Ladies have an awesome thing about being with God. Yes. We want to do for God as men. And when we can understand being... Wow, the doing becomes easy. Yes, yes, yes. And Jill, we're going to spend the rest of the hour talking about these things. And and John Neal uh, with the Prayer Shield is going to be helping us as well. But uh, you've got some uh, remarkable things that you want to share with women. My the men that listen to the first hour, listen in on the second hour because there's some nuances here that are going to help you score big with your wife or your mm-hmm. your girlfriends as well. So hey. so Jill, uh, <laughs> Armor of Light, uh, you're going to be spending some time with me, and we're going to. Uh, be revealing some truths about the power in the compassionate prayer that a woman has that a man just, we don't quite grasp. And you're going to give us some insights on that for our listening friends. Many of the women that don't really fully understand this, we're going to help empower you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jill Shankles and Kaz and John Neal will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Well, welcome back. Jill Shankles of Armor of Light. And uh, I, we think really one of the biggest problems that we're having in powerful prayer is uh, understanding the relationship component in that. You started talking about that, Jill, uh, in the previous segment. I'm going to kind of hand the baton to you and not let you run, but you can't stop <laughs> okay. John, John Neal of uh, Prayer Shield and, and Cavs from inter- interjecting. How can you stop a guy from saying, that's really sweet there, you know, to your wife. That's great, honey. That's great. Have you thought about this? And you go, shut up. I'm talking. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. Jill, go lay it on us. So I just, I I really wanted to unpack relationship prayer a bit more in this segment. Yes. Because this is just the beautiful dialogue with Jesus, as I was saying with all of these journals that I have, that it is a real conversation with Jesus Christ, the living God. If, if my, if when he says my sheep know my voice, that means we can hear him. So I, I coach people and in the coaching, it's really, I'm putting their hand in Jesus's hand. I'm asking him questions for them. And John brought up something about uh, a time where he was in a prayer time where he had a huge backpack on and couldn't get through a door. Yeah. And during the commercial break, he talked about just briefly give it to us. And then Jill can use that as a springboard. Yeah. As most of us. In my lifetime, I've got junk that's happened to me, and I was carrying all that stuff with me. And as I was going through a time of prayer, God gave me a picture in my head that says, I'm trying to go through this door to what God wanted. And I couldn't get through the door, couldn't get through the door. And finally, God says, I looked over my shoulder, and I'm wearing this giant backpack in this vision, if you will. And God said, let it go. But my first reaction was, but that's my junk. Yeah. I didn't know how to let my junk go. So this is where I said with John, I said, well, if I were in relationship prayer with you or any other person, I'd say, Jesus, what do you want to do with that backpack that John's carrying? And I'd wait and see what he does. Mm. He might take it off you. Or I'd say, Jesus, what happens when your blood hits that backpack? And Jesus, what happens to John's heart? when he sees that you are taking that stuff off him that he's carrying. And so you can, I'm looking at John's face right now and you can even see that when Jesus is doing it, 
it, we get in this place. I mean, I work with, I've been working with people a long time in this arena in this way. And we get all in our dues and Jesus, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And my, my um, aspect with him is Jesus, what do you want to do? Because all of those verses that say, through you, we will push back our adversaries. Through you, he opens doors no man can shut. I can't open that door. Jesus, what happens when you open the door for John or for me or for whatever woman that I'm working with? And it just, and, and there's a really beautiful thing that happens over and over again. When Jesus comes into the place and shows his child what he's doing, you'll see the person go, <sighs> yeah. and take this breath because they've been carrying something that he wants to take care of. Yes, and, and my friend, do you notice something that's going on here, the dynamics? A, a woman is probably more inclined to go, Lord, what are you doing and what do you want me to do? And a guy will go, what do you want me to do? How am I supposed to solve this problem? And, and, <laughs> and, 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 and my listening friend who's a guy, listen to how a woman deals with it. She deals with it uh, on a different perspective and we can learn a lot from that and say, Lord, how are you going to dispel this backpack, this thing that's stopping my friend or me to go further in you? Yes. And actually uh, women, women do it too. Women, we're, we, we get into our dues and what, are, what do you want me to do about this, Jesus? And Satan's really good at spinning it so that we're just in a place where we just think we just have to, you know, push down the barriers. And uh, it's, that's the verse is through you, we will push uh, push back our adversaries. That's good. Through you. Um, so the, the, the part, the, the verse that, it, that uh, I use a lot that I love is it says, we love him because he loved us first. So when I got saved, um, I didn't know how to love. I didn't know how to give it or receive it. And it was until I had an experience with Jesus himself, not knowing and believing the Bible because I did, but Jesus himself, the person of God coming into my moments and my captive places. And same when I am working with people that he comes in and loves us in that place. And then we can love him back. Yes, yes, yes. And, and in loving him back, those are my dues. When he loves me first, when he loves Kaz first, or when he loves whatever precious woman we're talking about, when she experiences his love in these places, then we get to love him back with our dues. Not, I'm just trying to attain love by work. Oh, there you go. I'm not trying to perform because, you know, there's there's wonderful women of God that uh, I just had a, a great collection of women um, that were really, really bound with perfection and performance. And it doesn't get as much attention, you know, alcohol and drugs and those kind of things that get so much attention because um, they're so obvious. But perfection and performance is bondage, too. Yes. And some, some people go, we like that. It works very nicely it, it, it in a religious ni- yeah, system. It works very, very nicely, but uh, it, it has its own scars attached to it. Well, the, the root is... Um, Usually rejection and worthlessness. Why? So rejection and worthlessness will drive perfection and performance just the same as alcohol and drugs. Alcohol and drugs just looks really bad, but perfection and performance looks, looks good until the people are so burnt out or resentful. So this is where I just go, Jesus, how are you loving this person in this present moment? And Jesus, how do you see her? And Jesus, I'll ask him, Jesus, how do you see her little girl? And very often it'll be... The little girl is just sitting and Jesus is just sitting with her. And I'll say, Jesus, what does she have to do there? And I just had a lady the other day that just started laughing and crying at the same time. And she said, absolutely nothing. (laughs) 
because it's in that just he sees us all as little kids. We're little. We're his little kids, like as grown and powerful as all you men are. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in the uh, God God scale, you're really little. Sorry. No, that's right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and, and and that he's humility, after John. That. God's watching. That humility it's is true. well appreciated. It's true. <laughs> so it was in. It's in that place of just knowing you're loved by God. You yes. are adored by God. It's not a place of doing. It's a place of being his child. And when you experience his love in that place, then you're able to move into your call and your dues. You're able to say, I'm going to pray about that. That's a no. I'm going to pray about that. That's a yes. Um, I, I will say, ladies, if you find that you don't have a no, take a break and get with Jesus. Given an example of what you're talking about there, if you don't have a no. If you don't have a no to act out any request, friend requests, church requests, um, service requests, if you don't have a no, there's probably something going on with you. And God bless you. You're not in trouble. You are You are loved. G- um, give me, I'm still, I'm a guy and I'm having okay. trouble gr- grasping exactly what, if you don't have a no. If you g- say yes a, to everything, if oh, you sign oh, up okay. for every clipboard, every <clears throat> clipboard, every request, every, I, uh, my friend, uh, let's see, somebody says they need you to take them to the airport, but you already have three other obligations and you will make that happen. You will just run yourself ragged saying yes to every request because there's a performing and perfection behind it that is, you won't like me. People won't like me if I say no. And wow. that is that is that is a driven place. Wow. And that I encounter that a lot with wonderful, precious women of God. And so I got to say, I raise my hand. I, I, I have that problem Guilty. as well. John, John Neal, uh, PressShield.com has that as well. And, and that, that's a big deal. It's a big, big deal. deal. And, and can you imagine the power of a woman or a guy, but a woman in particular that says, you know what, uh, I can do that. Sure, I can do it. It's going to put put a drain on me. It's not It's not a God thing. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to do it, and it's not even a God thing. Well, wait a minute. I have to rethink that. So, I mean, saying no can be a powerful thing. Uh, not not. It doesn't give everybody free license to say no to absolutely everything. No, it doesn't. It gives you a have license a yes, to ask. Have a powerful yes and a powerful no. <laughs> have both. My. And, and again, I'm going to take you back to in, in this Pray Without ceasing, rejoice at all times, give thanks at all times, in a constant communication with the high, with the, our, our God, constant communication with him, you'll know your yes and your no. And you'll, you'll ask. And, and again, like, like John was saying, I, I'm, you'll get it wrong sometimes. And it's okay. I, I have, the Lord told me a couple of years ago, this was really good. He said, even if a wound is self-inflicted, <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not faithful to walk you through it. Doesn't mean I don't care about it. And doesn't mean you deserved it. Wow. Wow. So even if you say yes to the wrong thing, you're like, uh, I've gotten spanked. I've had some Holy Spirit spanks like, oh, I wasn't <laughs> supposed to do that. But he's not mad at me. No. He's going to walk me through the consequences. In fact, you know, I have to tell you just from observing this in my own life, when you make mistakes on things like that, if you deal with them properly, mm-hmm. they're stepping stones. Yes. They're not blocks to make you stumble away. They're stepping stones to go to a higher intimacy with him. Well, some of what I think is so important and valuable as a, as a church leader and um, working with church leaders 
is let's just be real people. <laughs> I, I have some things the Lord has has made made well. I've got some things I'm working on, and we're just walking it out with Jesus. And I just love the vulnerability of leaders that will say, you know, I kind of stunk it up last week. Yeah. And Jesus and I had a really good talk about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope you say yes to what I'm going to ask you right now. Okay. Pray quickly because we're right. coming to the end of this segment. But would you pray and declare over our listeners that, uh, that that God deals with that performance mentality to release them into the fullness of what God has in store. Would you yes. do that for us, Jill Shankles? Father, we just come together in the matchless name of Jesus, and I just loose the power of your blood and the power of your atonement over every ravaged place, every place that has hit people, that has caused them to feel they have to work so hard to earn favor and work so hard to please. Lord, I pray that you would go right into those places. And bless your children, bless them, find them, speak your truth to them in the way that you talk intimately to your children. Your sheep indeed know your voice. Lord, I pray that the the children that are gathered in your name have their ear tuned to hear, it is okay to say no sometimes, and it is okay to say yes sometimes, and it is well with you, and it is well with your soul. So I declare in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that there is a body of believers rising up in their Esther spirit to say yes and amen and oh. to have an empowered place to say no to. <laughs> My friend, Jill Shankles, thank you. Armor of Light, you were with us for uh, another half hour, actually. We're going to yeah. talk more about this, and it's going to be wild and crazy, my friend. Uh, have your friends uh, gather around the radio, too, and listen to this, because... It, the whole idea about it's okay to be able to not be performance, have a performance mentality when God isn't telling you to. Yeah. There's time to rest. There's time yeah. to be a Mary instead of a Martha. Mm-hmm. My listening friend, we're going to talk more about this and other things as uh, Jill Shankles with Armor of Light continues on. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the blockades that women have. We guys can garner from that too, John. Absolutely. Neil. But the blockades that, that, that we have to stop us from going all the way with the Lord. And Jill, I know you're going to craft this next segment because this is where your heart is too. Yes. My listening friend, Jill Shankles, Kaz, and John Neal will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Praise. Hi, I'm Cheon, president and founder of Harvest International Ministry in Pasadena, and I want to make an apostolic declaration. God loves San Diego, and I declare revival and transformation of San Diego. I declare heaven on earth in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Hey, my friends, how you doing? You know, in this segment, we're talking about prayer and how to be more effectual and powerful in prayer. And a lot of it has to do with, don't think you have to do all these things, but allow God to instruct you what to do and when to do it. And then the power will come because it's not you and me, it's God through us. So Jill Shankles is with me for this hour as my uh, co-host, and I've got the color commentator, uh, John uh, Neal, with uh, prayershield.com, giving color commentator from a man's perspective. Jill, we started talking a little bit about uh, the blockades that a, that a woman 
and men too, but women in particular have, and how hard it is to break through those blockades. And let's just—I I like to use an analogy. I, let's use um, spiritual. You, you're going to administer some spiritual Q-tips to, <laughs> to dislodge the blocks of wax that, uh, that are in our ears <laughs> to, to be more. <laughs> is that too manly? Ouch. Okay. It's Woman like of makeup fire remover. <laughs> yeah, we can't identify with that. Yeah. But we, we're willing to make up if necessary. That's right. <laughs> okay. Jill, lay it on us about the blocks. So it's talking about blocks. It's really, it's really interesting. It's again, um, I'm gonna. I, I pray with people with relationship prayer, uh, created by my wonderful mentor Lisa Newmeyer. And uh, in relationship prayer, we encounter blocks all the time, and people get a little nervous. And I, I'm not gonna. I'm not the answer to the block. I'm gonna say Jesus. So let's say we encounter a fear block. With uh, just let's say an example, um, someone who was um, uh, sexually traumatized as yeah. a young girl, and so we're play- praying relationship prayer. Jesus, how are you loving her? Jesus, how do you see her? And then she gets to like, I don't see anything. Yes. And I'll say, Jesus, what's the block? And so let's say she says fear, and I'll say, Jesus, um, where is the part of her that's caught in a bush? Would you show her in a way that's safe for her to see? where she's captive to fear. Okay. And so let me say that also this works if you're not praying for a woman, but a woman says, I have a blockade. You can pray over yourself Mm -hmm. that same prayer. Exactly. It's for you. It's for others. And so she sees herself like with a a big door in front of her or a big block uh, or, or just blackness or wax or anything (laughs) just so it's, it's going to be Jesus. What do you want to do with the block? Jesus, what happens when your blood hits the block? We're going to ask him what he wants to do about it. Jesus, what do you want to say or do for that part of her that is so scared from what happened to her? And he, I mean, he's God. He will say what that person needs to hear that is for her. Mm. Jesus, what do you want to say or do for a little um, traumatized girl? Say, I love you and I see you. And Jesus, what happens to her heart when you speak that to her in that place? So encountering blocks is always staying in the, I'm going to stay in the dialogue. Jesus, what, what's the next question? Jesus, what do you want to do? Jesus, it's always asking. So it's not it's not on your own shoulders to have to do this. Say, Lord, what what should the next question be? No, and I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. I'm listening to the Holy Spirit to say, ask her, ask her, ask her. So we can even say this in the in the place um, in the garden. Okay, so in the garden, Adam and Eve sinned, and they what what did they do? They ran and hid because they were afraid and they were ashamed. But do you notice that God came through the garden and He was still talking to them? He didn't stop talking to, to them because they ran and hid because they were afraid and ashamed. What did he do was he, he called to them and he covered them. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, how do you want to cover her yes. in this place? Jesus, what happens when you step in and you become her cover instead of that wall that she created being her own cover? All I, and the Holy Spirit's wonderfully creative. So I, I know in the moment that I'll ask him something like, um, sometimes a woman is too afraid to let him take that place. And I'll say, Jesus, would you just show her in a way that's safe for her to see what it would look like if you were her wall or if you were her protector in that place? Yes. So she can keep her wall up and he can show her what it would look like if he took the place of it. Oh my. And oh, it's wonderful. Mm. It's wonderful breakthrough. It's no force. I want to remind everyone, Jesus never usurps your free will. Jesus never bulldozes a stronghold wall that you put there to keep yourself safe. He is gentle. He is kind. He is a gentleman. Yes. John, would you like to comment? I, <laughs> you know, what, I, what the biggest comment I make is, 
you are talking, obviously, we deal with predominantly with women and couples, but everything she is saying is exactly what every man needs. Yes. That's the key. Because as she said, Adam and Eve were in the garden. Mm-hmm. They were separated from God. God didn't just minister to Eve. He ministered to, he covered both of them. And we sometimes get lost as men because we think, oh, well, that's, that's a woman's way of doing it. But you know what? If I can get past the doing and get into the being of God, if I could just be his child, if I can receive the yes. love of the father that maybe I didn't get from my father yes. or from my mother. Yes. Now the fullness of being a child of God yes. happens. Now the doing that us men are naturally going to be about oh, yes. happens much easier. And the blocks, the blocks Amen. are not there to stop us. Yes. Yeah, and let me just say that w- women deal with this better than we guys. We guys <laughs> don't, we don't like to admit vulnerability. That's right. But a woman realizes, especially if she has a, a valid, a good male covering that loves her, and, and we all have Jesus Christ as our covering, but vulnerability can be a strength if it's applied mm-hmm. properly. So I, th- the lesson that you're sharing about uh, being vulnerable and, uh, and uh, letting God eliminate those blocks, it's a remarkable revelation. It's Amen. beautiful. I, I work with men, too. I just want to have somebody else there. And this the, a relationship prayer, Lisa works with men. We just need to have another another person there to just keep it safe for everybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. But this is wonderful for all people. It's it's just a way to dialogue directly with our, our wonderful Jesus, who is our husband, our friend, our father. We get to dialogue with him in this place. And he is safe and he is good. And that part, like he's never bulldozing our blockades. It, and I, my, my questions when I'm working with people is always, um, Jesus, what do you want to do about it? Because he's gentle and he's a good, good shepherd. Yes. I, have, um, I have one story I was going to tell you. Um, I recently was praying with somebody. I'm, I know I'm going to say it fast. I was praying with somebody and it was a little girl place and she had built a wall. And I said, Jesus, what's the wall? And she said, pride. And I said, uh, Jesus, what do you do, want to do with that wall? And he said, I'd like to take some, I'd like to take it down brick by brick. And I said, Jesus, why do you want to take it down? And he said, because I want to know her better. Mm-hmm. And she said, I want to argue with him. And I said, go ahead. He, the Bible says, let, come, let us reason together. So, so you're saying, now this is going to be a, a releasing thing as well. Yes. It's okay to ask God the hard questions and say, yes. you know, I don't understand that. Or I, I yes. disagree a little bit. He's not going to get injured and hurt. No. He's going to say, well, tell me what you're Dialogue. thinking. And there's going to be healing in that, isn't there? Yes. So she said, I want to argue with him. And I said, go ahead. The Bible says in Isaiah, come, let us reason together. So she said, um, I already know him. So I said, Jesus, is it true that she already knows you? And he said, yes. And I said, is it true that she could know you better? And he said, yes. And I said, Jesus, is it true that as we walk out relationship, we go deeper and we know someone better? And she's hearing him and he's saying to her, of course, of course, of course, of course. And then it was Jesus. Now, it, will she allow you to take those wall, those bricks down? And she did. And there he and then he held her. And you see, it's all him. Yes. Jesus, that's what so do you want to do? What that's do you so say? Good. That's so good. And. He wants us to know that we have that freedom. One of the things, the, the greatest advances I've made in my relationship with the Lord is the freedom to know that it's okay for us to 
misunderstand him, uh, ask the hard questions, because he, we, we need to be honest with where we are. That makes us vulnerable, but it also shows the, the Lord that, you know, we're sincere about pursuing this. We're not, uh, you know, my kind way of saying this is whatever you say, Lord, fine. And, he, and he's going, not that that's not really what you're thinking. You're thinking you, you, that's a hard thing to ask. I, I shouldn't be asking it. Isn't that it? Yes, Lord, that's really what I mean. And, and once we get down to the vulnerability part of what, what really is on our heart, then he can really minister to us. It's, he already knows you. Yes, he already he he loves you well because he knows you well. He already knows you, so yes. he'll uh, he'll say he says stuff to me like uh, he'll say, "Ask me," and I'll know uh, what Lord. And he goes, "You know." So uh, the other part that you're talking about is um, when he says something, ask him, Jesus, what did you mean by that? Yes. This is just like if I go to lunch with Kaz and Kaz says, "You know, Jill, I'm thinking about a bell." I wouldn't just sit there trying to figure out what does he mean, what does he mean. I'd say, "What do you mean you're thinking about a bell?" <laughs> You so know, ask the next question. That, oh, that, that is so good. And I, this really launches us into the last segment of this. The two hours goes quickly, doesn't it, Jill? It sure does. Two hours goes quickly, oh, does. doesn't it, John? It does. And, but we're going to spend some time really now getting into the real guts of this thing. And, you know, you think, okay, it's going to be so, it's going to be complex and, <laughs> and challenging because we've been prepared for this. No, it's going to be just the opposite. You use the phrase K-I-S-S. And that's, mm. you say, keep it s- simple, sweetie. Keep and it simple, sweetie. <laughs> so this last segment, we're going to spend talking about how to keep it simple. You know, we want to get so convoluted or complex in our, you know, our manner of thinking. And God goes, well, it's easier than that. It's simpler than that. So we're going to talk a little about the whole, the whole kiss mentality. Keep it simple, Sweetie. Sweetie. My <laughs> friends, Jill, John, and Kaz are going to be talking about this when we come back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we're back co-host for this last hour, Jill Shankles of Armor of Light Ministries, and you're, you're a powerhouse. We, we appreciate you, Jill. <laughs> I appreciate and, you, and, too. And thank you for setting us straight multiple times. We appreciate <laughs> In a really loving, uh, in a very loving way. way. Uh, you know, we, we're going to uh, dis- disseminate a lot of information in this, in this final segment. I'm going to have uh, John uh, Neal uh, with with uh, prayershield.com entering and with color commentary as well. But we started out with kind of a funny, fun thought in, for this last segment to introduce it in the previous segment. We talked about the acronym of KISS, Keep It Simple, Sweetie. Jill, <laughs> give us the nuances of this. I mean, we're looking for the complex explanation because we can, yes. we guys can handle we're that, so can't we? No, we can't. Mm-hmm. Just keep it simple. So what's the value of keeping things simple with the Lord and how will he interact and intercede yes. with you? Talk about that, Jill. Well, this is one of my favorites, okay? So Matthew eighteen thirteen, where Jesus, uh, the, the little kids were running to Jesus and the disciples shooed them away because, you know, get away, get away, little children. But what I love, what Jesus did there, not only did he, yeah, he rebuked the disciples and he said, verily I say to you, you must be converted and come to me as a child or you don't inherit the kingdom. Whoa, you don't inherit the kingdom. So he's, he rebuked those grown men and said, I need you to take a page from their playbook. I know football mm-hmm. people take a page <laughs> from their playbook and come to me like this. So we start looking at how do kids 
come to Jesus. That's so good. They just ran to him. They saw him and they ran to him. So I have this, the acronym is keep it simple, sweetie. And let's start talking about what do kids say or do when they're hungry? Fix me a sandwich or I'm hungry. I'm hungry. hungry. Come on. (laughs) What do kids say or do when they're mad? They're mad. Stomp their feet. I'm mad. (laughs) What do little kids say or do when they're really happy? Yeah, well, they just kind of giggle and act goofy, kind of like me. Yes, Yes, because you're still, you're very in touch with that. So (laughs) the keep it simple. I'm not sure whether that was an insult or not there. It was a compliment. It's a compliment. compliment. I I mean, anyone that knows me knows I'm very in touch with my little girl. So, (laughs) you know, that's a different story. But um, what we're talking about is the, the being in touch with that little child part of you that Jesus was speaking to grown men and saying, Come to me like this. So there is a part of all of us that is a child. And and in the scale of great big God to humans, we're tiny. So when Jesus says, I want the child in you. And so in that place to go, um, what am I feeling? Uh, the, there's a thread through Armor of Light that I, I, I share with the women all the time is feel what you feel, but go to God. Feel what you feel. Feel your feelings. Jesus, what am I feeling right now? And oh, Jesus, I'm angry. I am so mad Ooh. right now. It's okay. It's, it's be, okay ang- to do it's that. be angry and don't sin. It's okay. Feel what you feel. Go to God. And and the joy of a little kid, like just running up and down, being like, "Oh my gosh, I love you," mm-hmm. <laughs> and just being getting getting in that place with Jesus, where you're you're He's talking to you as the little child. Keep it simple. Do you love me, Daddy? Mm. What do you love about me? Do you love me, Jesus? What do you love mm. about me? Uh. Do you see me? How about, do you like me? Uh. I ask my husband stuff like that all the time. And it's not because I don't know that he does. It's just a point of connection. Oh, that's so mm-hmm. good. It's a point of connection to just verify, Jesus, do you love me? I know he does. And do you know that he delights to tell his children, I adore you. He called me his little duck the other day. His little duck. What does that mean, Lord? And he uh-huh. said, even when you're still on the surface, your little legs are still paddling, paddling, paddling. <laughs> <laughs> and th- I mean, I, I can't make that up. I didn't know why he called me a little duck. But that's the, the, the picture is so vivid in my mind as you're doing that because, you know, we're, we, we're, we, you know, just John, you and uh, Jill and I, we're accomplishment, have that accomplishment yeah. mentality. And he may take us out of the water and our little legs are still <laughs> moving like crazy. You go, settle down, little settle duck. down. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so keep it simple, sweetie. Breathe. Ask him, Jesus, do you love me? What do you love about me? Listen for the answer. He says, my sheep know my voice. Listen for his answer. Write it down. It is amazing to have chronicles of years and years of him talking to me mm. and him saying things to me that he fulfilled years later that I could go back and go, well, Lord, you said that then mm-hmm. this is real talk, real God, real children of God, real conversation. Stay yes. in the dialogue, pray without ceasing. There's one thing I want to bring up. and I want your insights on yes. this. One of the things I learned and John, your insights as well. One of the things I learned in my prayer time with the Lord, and I've been very transparent in my discussions with him, but one of the things when I'm asking something specific, I have to realize that it's not always going to be an immediate yes. It very likely could be a yes or a wait, mm-hmm. but we, we have to have the maturity to go, okay, Papa, you, your ways are higher. You, you know, your, your thoughts are greater than mine. I acquiesce to you. And as, as Jesus said, uh, I wish that I would, that this, the need for the cross would be passed from me, but nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. If, if Jesus himself had to be willing to say that, how many times in our prayer requests and some of our little 
goofy questions and things like that. Uh, do, do we hear God say, I, I will tell you just not now. We have to be willing for the father to tell us that. Yes. Well, he knows what we're ready for. And that mm-hmm. takes us to the place of, of him being with us in every place. So if I'm like, I have times with prayer with him where I'm asking for something that's on my heart and he'll ask me, why do you want that? Because that, that shows me the Ooh. deeper place in my heart. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. That? He'll say, why do you want that? Because he's testing me to see and to show me where my heart is and about your motives. it. And your motives. Yes. yes. He asks me questions to show me where my heart is. I might be asking for something out of time or out of order, and Ooh. he'll show me. And I need, I mean, I, I know him in this, in, you know, we've been together for a while, and it's safe for him to say and safe for him to ask. And there's some things that I can see in a, in a spiritual place that I, I see where, like, let's say where I want to go, but I'm not supposed to go there tomorrow. Yeah. And so I need to stay in the dialogue to go, you know, when are you, what, you know, what, where's your heart in this? Is this from you? Are you sending me? How do you go with me? How are you preparing me for the place? If it's today, if it's tomorrow, if it's not now and, and this ever present Jesus in the time of waiting and in the time of trial, cause there's testing. And I was just saying to John, our tests aren't to kill us. Our tests are to prove where we are, to make sure we're ready, that we can maintain what we've been given, and that we're ready for the next level. Oh, Jill, that's so good. Jill, Jill Shankle's Armor mm-hmm. of Light. Uh, pre- appreciate that. We're getting down to the yeah. near, near the end of the show, but I'm going to have both you and uh, John Neal of uh, Prayer Shield uh, give a declaration to help our listeners uh, Take the, the great wisdom that you both shared in your individual hours and to um, consolidate that and so they can move on. And Jill, would you would you start and give me about a uh, 45 second or so, just a declaration and a prayer over the, the ladies. And I'm going to ask the same with John as we wind up this show. Jill Shankles armor of light. Yes. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare a wonderful Esther spirit rising in the land an Esther spirit that is not a usurper of men, but a, but a lover of our, our um, companions in this earth, a queen, a good woman and a great child. Lord, I speak to all of the little child places in all of the women that Jesus, you would go into each place. Lord, there is a rising and a stirring in the hearts of the women as they are listening and knowing that you are Mm -hmm. called women of God. You are called women of God for such a time as this. You are rising. You are being positioned. You are being placed. You are covered by the blood of Jesus. I pray Psalm 91 over you. You are also in the hidden place and in the covered place that you are hidden in the shelter of the shadow of the wings of the most high. A thousand may fall at your left and 10,000 at your right, but none will touch you. Mm. I bless you, women of God, in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Ooh, Jill Shankle's mm. armor of light. Thank you. Okay, John, Amen. I'm going to ask you to pray to, you know, to, to declare to the men on what they need to do, but do me the favor of praying like a man. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Kaz. And I do want to say for anyone who's interested, <clears throat> prayershield.com, contact me. We'll pray for you. Yes. Lord, we come before you. We come before you as your children. But, Lord, uh, as we have prayed for the men and the women, we're going to pray right now, Lord, and ask you to do a thing in the heart of your men. I'm asking you, Father, to touch 
these men and draw them to you. Lord, let them be. Let them remember your word in Exodus 15, 3 that says, I am a God of war and the Lord is my name because a man will walk into that war if he knows he's needed. So, Father, these men are needed. Yes, Lord. They are needed. Their wives need them. Their children need them. Father, touch the heart of these men in such a way that they would see the hand of their God moving with power, with authority. Lord, that they could bless their wives, bless their children. Lord, my prayer for every man who's out there, particularly those who have kids, that in their latter days, their children will call them blessed because they walk the walk, not just talk the talk. Give them that strength, Father. Give them that wisdom. And Lord, connect them, men to men, women and men together, to bring glory and honor to your name. I ask it now in the name of Yeshua, our Hamashiach, Jesus, our Christ. Amen. John Neal, wow, I tell you, that's remarkable. And Jill Shankles, thank you both for joining me on this show. Uh, My friend, the whole idea of Come Together San Diego is for us to come together. And we just did that on the topic of prayer. Next week, we're going to have, we're going to do another in a series uh, of, uh, of, what I call a line with Zion hour. And we have a lady from Israel, from Jerusalem with us for the first hour. And we're going to talk about from a, from a Hebrew standpoint and from a Christian standpoint, uh, what the scripture says in particular, the Pentateuch and things like that. A quick comment. Oh, I just, no, I I just wanted to add, if any women are interested in doing Armor of Light series, I've got two new groups opening up January 28th and 29th. Give me a call, 760-994-9339. Okay. (laughs) And you can play this back, of course, my friend, in the archives. My listening friend, it's time for us to go. Uh, Jill and John and Kaz say, God bless you. So God bless bless you. you. See ya. And amen. Amen. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.